Uh, let's see. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Um, are you ready to begin? Uh, are you? Fucking A, Cotton. We could uh, say something pithy at any moment, and then it will be lost for all eternity if we're not recording. Yeah, oh, but yeah. we are. Absolutely right. Hello, listener. Welcome to your new seventh favorite podcast right behind Sounds of Chewing from Around the World. It's Destroy the Files with Kate and Brent. How are you doing, Kate? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. This is a podcast that we'll probably erase shortly after we, we record it. And where the only eliminate the only limit is your imagination. If you are at work, a child at work, pregnant, nursing, attending nursing school, a member of the clergy, a member of the FBI, or my own dear sweet mother, it is not recommended that you listen to this podcast. How's that? It's good. I'm uh, Kate Jones, writer, editor, international spy. I'm Brent Kelly, story writer, beer chugger. Manchild. Let's destroy the files. And even though we both are somewhat related to the writing field, we do not talk about writing. What is it that we do talk about, Brent? I don't know, all kinds of shit. <laughs> it's just bullshit, right? No. So uh, what's first up? Actually, I had an experience today I'd like to share with you. Please. So I'm driving down the street. Um, doesn't matter which street, any street it could be, but it's in my neighborhood. Um, and I live in an area where, um, what's that show you like with the bikers? Sons of Anarchy. That's the one. They film it in this area. So it's kind of that kind of area. It's got mm -hmm. a Sons of Anarchy kind of feel to it. And... Um, there's this thing when you're driving down the road, it's okay for motorcycles to cut in between cars. And they do it. And one did it today. I don't like when they do it. It makes me a little uncomfortable. I always think I'm going to kill them. Mm. And, you know, because my hands just want to swerve over there and hit them. Not me. My hands want to do it. Yeah. I get but that. this fella pulled up beside me. And he's got on one of those helmets with the big horn thing. Like, I don't know what those are, really. He's either like a Nazi or a biker or something. And he's got the big, thick jacket on. And the, the motorcycle is like bigger than my car. And um, normally it's winter, so my windows are rolled up and I don't hear everything. But I can hear his music. And he is, swear to God playing that song that um it's britney bitch that one wow it was awesome i love my city <laughs> around here you usually you, you, when you can hear the the music from the motorcycle it's it's usually gonna be acdc um right i was expecting that yeah yeah huh. so did, did you uh you know Pull I just over and say, hey, here's, here's my card, up. and give me, give, you know, send me an email sometime, but you got a lot of cool stories. <laughs> I did have him on the podcast. Oh, man, I should have asked him. But, you know, a Britney fan is a Britney fan. We got to stick together. 
um, you know, I I haven't uh, encountered any motorcycles here, being being that it's uh, you know northern Wisconsin in the dead of winter. There's not a ton of them out. Um, you know, we we've, we've got plenty of snowmobiles scooting around, um, but uh, they're they're um, they're out in huge numbers. So as soon as the trails open, these these people are just going to just tear tear the trails up, turn them into mud. So snowmobile season. Uh, yeah, do it's, you it's, ride it's, a snowmobile yourself? I do, I do not. Uh, the local news, as I'm driving my son to school in the morning, the local news is usually, uh, um, you know, a recap of, you know, the the weekend's snowmobile fatalities. So, oh no, can't can't listen. To I didn't know it was dangerous, really. <laughs> yeah, they get, well, there's the only thing to really do on them is to go from bar to bar, and oh. yeah, the snowmobile trails kind like of connect yeah. bar well there's nothing else yeah i mean there's nothing else on the trail it's not like there's like a like a cool you know uh some farmer set up a cool like course to go around his hilly fields or stuff that doesn't happen it's just trails to bars and then uh you know you hear like on oh, the early hours of sunday morning so and so's snowmobile left the trail and struck a tree and and uh yeah it's it's kind of sad and i uh i don't like to participate in that activity also, snowmobiles are expensive, and not just the snowmobile, but then you need the helmet, you need the suit, you need a cool pair of gloves, and you know you need the little dice, I guess, that you hang from the rearview mirror. I don't, I don't know what all goes into a snowmobile, but I just kind of been out of the game. But you know, I've, I've, I've been focusing my energy, all of it, 110 percent on on creating a great podcast, and then. Um, and then at the end of the day, when I'm done with that, sometimes I'll message you and be like, hey, do you want to record something? But one story that I've kind of been uh, really keeping a close eye on is, is came out of the, the Guardian. I read it on futurism.com. And uh, what that is, it's uh, scientists, if they can so be called build the first living robots from stem cells and they're saying oh it's a new class of artifact a living programmable organism xenobots they're calling them can uh, move pick up objects and even heal themselves after being cut and they are made from uh frog stem cells they're little tiny things that they think can deliver uh, medicine to you know like, like a cancer site in your body or clean up microplastics in the ocean uh, and, and I've just kind of been been thinking about um, where where that is is, is, is gonna head I uh, too have read this article um, because you told me to right 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 um, has have scientists just never read science fiction? This know. is going to go wrong, right? Obviously. Well, so down further in the article, it says these are very small, but ultimately the plan is to make them to scale. They could be built with other cells, including blood vessels or nerve cells, to gain cognitive capabilities. But that won't happen anytime soon. So anytime I, soon. Can like, I not stop you right there? Yeah, yeah go. The, the, the key word there is to scale 
what exactly to scale of what to like scale of dinosaurs to scale of frogs they need to be more specific with that yeah so you know i'm just thinking like you know give them pretty soon you give them a little mind that we could program and are they going to have now they're going to have free will right so right you kind of got to program them to believe that what their programming is, is their choice. Otherwise you're going to have problems with these little, little meaty freaks running around. You're trying to get to do your bidding. Like, like, uh, you, you, well, you, you know exactly where, where people are going to take this. It's just disgusting. Right. I don't even want to think about it, but organic meat pile sex bots is, 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 <laughs> is where people, it's where it's where it's going to end up. And, uh, I, I believe I've heard somewhere, possibly um, from Matthew, who's also my husband, who says that porn drives the world. All of the inventions, no matter what they are, are in some way driven by porn. I'm sorry, Matthew. I know you wanted to share that with the world, but I, I'm going to just borrow it for a moment. I think there's a lot of truth in that, though. I really do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at, like, uh, as soon as they invented, um, like, like well, the photograph, the first thing they did was start taking naked pictures with it. Right. And then, um, like, as soon as they, uh, like, going even back further than that, as soon as they invented the, the abacus, you know, <laughs> the first thing they did with that was shove it up somebody's butt. <laughs> I mean, I'm not here to, I'm not going to judge anybody for just taking an abacus, but, uh right not 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 for me but i mean it's a different time different place who you know who might have judged right the, drinking water was useless back then you had to drink wine all day what else are you gonna do yeah right. yeah i mean there's the, the um the wheel i i don't want to get into that but they basically uh they would roll it down the hill and right at your crotch bam it's like they were into the impact play back then i'm it's it's strange. all all the time. Strange all to me, but, you know. Um. So one thing in this article that I did notice is that these um, little beasties have a seven-day lifespan. Seven days. Now, imagine they're sentient, mm-hmm. which they may not be at this point. But once they get them to scale, I'm sure they're going to be aware of themselves. So they have a seven-day lifespan. Hopefully, they'll be able to stretch that out a little bit. Should they not, I, I see some um, some issues with that. So what would you do if you only had seven days of life? Oh, man. Um, you know... Do I do I know? Well, I, would you want them to know that they only? I guess they're gonna like one of them figured it out and like on his deathbed he's like, hey new guy, this is gonna be you in seven days. Okay then, in that scenario, yeah. Um, hmm. You would just, just have no um, inhibitions whatsoever. I'd like to think that I would like rob banks and like assassinate people and. I don't know, commit crimes and have sex with strangers. Um, probably I would just like eat fried chicken, smoke cigarettes and take naps. I mean, with with that kind of timeline, uh, you know, you, you only got seven days, you're going to feel pretty indestructible. It's like 
it's like you know what what uh, what do I got to lose here you know so it'd be a lot of like you said at risk behavior uh, let's let's um, let's jump out of a plane and one of those little flying squirrel glider thingies and and uh, go straight for a fucking volcano but is that really like your favorite thing to do I well I would want to go like when, when the Red Bull guy went up like way super high in the atmosphere and jumped out of the plane like the highest ever that I, I would want to do that would you I think I'm just um basically a lazy person well you don't got to do anything when you're in free fall you just gotta hit oh yeah <laughs> and if you hit like what's trimming it like you know a day or two off your life yeah just guzzling whiskey the whole way down <laughs> So are these um, robots frog shaped? I think they're just like little 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 balls, little spheres. Um, they're very small at the moment. Oh, and th- that reminds me, I want to give a shout out to uh, to a, a new sponsor we brought on this week. This section is brought to you by Dynamite Dave's Diesel Nuts. Didn't you hear me the first time, boy? I said Dynamite Dave's Diesel Nuts. The name is pretty goddamn self-explanatory, so quit with your jackassy questions and just put it on your jackassy podcast before Dynamite Dave has to pay you a visit. That's Dynamite Dave's Diesel Nuts. Diesel like it's available nuts. wherever you get uh, Diesel Nuts. Uh, I, I, Dave wasn't taking a lot of questions, but I hope I hope uh, I hope we give him a little bump in sales. Right. I I I personally will buy a bag as long as he doesn't come over. It's not clear if it's like a bag or if it's a, I, yeah, I just. I know. Could be a tube. He, he was, he was very, very hostile. I, mm. I, I was going to tell him like, Hey, listen, just keep your five bucks. But, uh, I, I just didn't feel like I was in that position. No, we need that five bucks. So, so now the other, the other real topical thing of course, is the coronavirus. Um, ah, that is also on my list of topics. So, uh, uh, w- what I was looking at about it was that they're looking at making a real hasty vaccine, and they're gonna, well, oh, we want human trials in three months. And I, 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 I'm fine with this. F- fucking go. <laughs> so, um, have you had your flu shot? I have not. I have not either. So apparently. Um, the coronavirus, uh, compared to the regular flu that we're supposed to get that shot for, mm-hmm. just in America, regular flu has killed 15, no, has infected 15 million, million with an M, people. Son of a bitch, I knew it. And 8,200 of them have died just in America. Um, the fancy flu the new one um, has infected a few hundred and eight people have died. Actually, I don't think eight have died in, in the, in the United States. So the thing with the coronavirus is its presentation. Like it has got a media campaign behind it. Like, every single news report about it sounds just like the start of every zombie movie I have ever heard. Like, right? You got well, the reporter there, and absolutely. they got the dots. 
they got the graphic and the scary music. Dun, 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 dun. Coronavirus up next. You know, watch these commercials for big dick pills and and it, it, it don't don't leave your seat because you got to know about the coronavirus. That, um, and it was, uh, you know, SARS uh, was well, and then there's windmill cancer. They're not even fucking covering that anymore. Like that's not a goddamn epidemic. I fear it. I do fear the windmill cancer. I gotta tell you, I drove past uh, a windmill uh, about three weeks ago, and I'm they kind of feeling a little scary as hell. Got a little itch in the back of my throat. It might be <clears throat> either coronavirus or windmill cancer, but um, so I think I think that with a with a uh, a hasty vaccine, you know, that they're just gonna see how fast they can get out. And, uh, try and do a good job with it i'm sure they're working on it in earnest they're not just gonna just oh you know this whatever it, it kills people and it turns it gives them flippers and shit but you know uh you know just do it you know. but um i'm i'm looking for uh mindless you know, it turns us all into mindless monsters you know bent on cannibalism is, is what i'm looking for on that um, that would be good um well the difference between the coronavirus and the um, and the regular flu. Well, let me illustrate. Mm. So Please. there was a time when I thought that hitchhiking was a great way to get around. I know, I know. Some people think that like hitchhiking is dangerous, but if you really think about it, it's just Uber for free. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so, our pal, our mutual pal Eddie Generous has done. Uh, uh, more than his share of hitchhiking. We'll have to get him on here sometime. He can tell us hitchhiking stories. He can go on. I I have a few good ones. All right. But um, I had never actually run into any serious... Well, I was never murdered, honest (laughs) to God. So um, back when I lived in Texas, and um, my job was to install ceiling insulation. Ah, yes. Now, you may think, um, really, though, ceiling insulation in Texas, is that necessary? Because Texas is pretty warm. You don't really need that. But a government grant is a government grant. So that was my job. Um, Lots of girls uh, who worked at the mall made $6 an hour. This was a while ago. Mm -hmm. But I made $15 in the money. Um, Oh, yeah. Strippers seem to think that they made more money than I did, but strippers lie. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I made the most money, but that was wait, my wait, job. wait, 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 wait. Strippers lie. You're telling me Destiny's not gonna call me? I put my number on top of the 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 the, the video jukebox on the back of my card, and she said, "Put it up there because I don't have any pockets. I'm naked." And I was like, "Okay, I'll put it up there." And yeah, that was She'll like, call you, Brent. Was, She'll well, call it's you. It's been three years, but yeah, <laughs> destiny. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was, I was starting to worry, but yeah, please continue. Okay. So, um, so it was my job to crawl up in the attic and I would blow this cotton candy fiberglass stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I was really popular because I was like the only girl on the job and Everyone who worked there um, was a really heavy smoker because, fuck it, if you're going to breathe fiberglass, you might as well, like, smoke. And, um, yeah, everybody was coughing all the time. And uh, But you'd get all these little fiberglass, 
fibers all in your clothes and your hair and they'd be in your skin. And like after about six weeks, you didn't really even feel the itch anymore. But other people who stood too close to you would. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, well, back then I used to hitchhike home from the job. And um, one day I was heading home and I had out my thumb and my old pal Marla from a high school pulled up and um, I hadn't seen her in a while. So I guess she'd got married because she had a bunch of toddlers in the back. And, um, hmm. and when she saw how dirty I was and I'm covered in fiberglass, she decided that it would be better if I didn't get in the car with her baby. <laughs> <laughs> sensitive skin allergies or some nonsense fucking babies like um so asshole marla takes off and i'm still there trying to get home and um in a while another car comes along and it's a really nice car the kind that has like hooters and hemis and nitricide in the solenoids or whatever whatever guys put in their cars to make them go really fast. Nitrous but it was oxide, one of those sure. kind is what? Nitrous oxide, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it had all that stuff to make it go really fast. So this guy's name was Rex. And if that name sounds familiar, you should check out that book I wrote, Ceremony of Flies. He, um, he features prominently in that book. Um, mm-hmm. But... This was the real guy. He was drinking a, a to-go beer in his car. <laughs> and um, he was cruising around Wichita Falls. And uh, he asked me to get in. Yeah, of course. So we were chatting. And uh, during the course of the ride, he let me know that he was just back from the, um, the oil fields of Iraq. And on his way to the oil fields of Venezuela. So this piqued my interest a little um, because I've met rig rats from Texas and from Louisiana, but never like a foreign one. So I, he caught my attention. Um, before the ride was over, he asked me if I wanted to go with him because a blonde girl with good English skills would really be helpful in his plan to turn... Um, oil futures into money or like straw into gold or whatever the hell bullshit Texas scam he was trying to run in some other country. Um, But he assured me I would be very rich in no time at all. And also this part was very important. There was, I would not be in any danger whatsoever. (laughs) So, Obviously, this is plot point one in any story I might ever tell. Um, but and there's more because you know if you if you say no right there, there is no story. <laughs> but um, that but this is enough of that particular story to illustrate my point, which is, in conclusion, an asshole will not give you a ride because she is an asshole with a baby. And a psychopath will give you a ride because he's a psychopath. <laughs> so that is the difference between an asshole and a psychopath. 
much like the difference between the coronavirus and the flu. <laughs> if given the right opportunity, either one will wipe out the population of the Earth. And that's probably for the best. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm going to play this play this part for Jordy if we don't end up uh, erasing the five. Oh, no. I'll have to edit that part. We're going to have to destroy it now. Yep. Destroy the damn files. Well, fortunately, this section is brought to you by Odrunkigan's Irish Pub. Stop on down for McSwilly's Happy Hour and get half off a family-sized order of our patented whiskey-soaked potatoes and take advantage of our new Blackout Club card. Get blackout drunk 13 nights in a row and the 14th night is on us. Get drunk again at O'Drunkagains. 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 That's uh they paid they paid uh extra seven uh extra two fifty. So we got seven fifty out of that one for, for me to do the, the singing the little sing at the jingle at the end. It's it's oh. good that you can um you can tell Irish jokes because of your your surname and all. Yeah, I um you know got the got supposedly some Irish heritage. And so I sent in the, the DNA test to uh, um, one of these DNA testing people to tell you where you're from. I'm not going to say their name uh, on, on the podcast because they're not paying us yet. <clears throat> so I uh, sent that in a week ago, and I, I know they received it last Saturday because I've been tracking my package. And um, as they, we do, they um, they're little app there says that uh, they're still waiting to receive the son of a bitch well i know that's just a dirty ass lie so, so uh, mr kelly do you think you're gonna turn out to be in to be irish yeah probably a, a small a small portion but i was i was always like uh a while ago i used to be like oh i should take one of those i hope i'm related to genghis khan but then i read uh, learned uh about genghis khan from Dan Carlin's hardcore history. He was pretty awesome. Well, was he though? He was kind well, of a piece of shit. It depends on what you call awesome. Uh, I would say effective, because <laughs> uh, they would do they would do shit like um, they would they would go wipe out a village, and then they'd move on, and then they'd send. Uh, like I said, a, awesome. They'd send a, a team of uh, of uh, cleaners back to make sure and mop up anybody who, who's crawling out of the fucking rubble. So. Um, oh my. Yeah, I, I, I. The more the more stories I heard about old Genghis Khan, the less I was like interested in being related to him. He seemed like a big fat jerk to me. Do you was think he you might have him? a? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Do you think he might have a little Neanderthal? I'm hoping I do. I don't really have the brow ridges, but with the makeup, I can fake it. Mm. I've got some got some brow ridges here. You probably haven't noticed, but um, they're sort of prominent. I um I have known some people that I swear to God came out from under bridges. 
I think like they still live among us. I think I think we we should at the very least, um, you know, because we, we've got some DNA material from them. I I think I think there's some some samples. We should be cloning these 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 Neanderthals and and uh, just releasing them into the wild and and just like they should do with the woolly mammoth. You know, let's get some more of these. Bring them back. And so, the Neanderthals will probably thank us once they master tools and language. And they the had internet. all that stuff, though. They actually competed with us. Um, there was a good chance that they might have been the dominant species um, had things gone a little bit differently. Well, but all, every, every, all the knowledge that they had has died with them. I'm saying they're going to have to start fresh when we dump these clones in the woods. Mm, true. Uh, Several years ago, there was a book called um, Clan of the Cave Bear. There was a whole series of books about it. And it was um, set in the time when the Neanderthals were um, existing with the, um, what, are we, what are we called? We're Homo sapiens, maybe? No, you're or, talking about Cro-Magnon, I think, right? Right. Oh, right. Cro-Magnon. Yeah, I was wrong. But... The two types were living together mm-hmm. side by side. And um, my my young daughter, about seven years old, really um, fell in love with these books. And um, I made, and like she would build a sling and she'd go out and like try and catch animals with rocks. And she wanted to bow and arrow hunt and she was running around. I had a medicine bag. She always wore around <laughs> her neck. Like she was into this book. Um, turns out I should have probably read it first. Maybe. Because um, I found myself one day explaining to her when a flathead and a woman really love each other. <laughs> <laughs> They get together in that special way, and that makes a bait. This is not how you explain this to children. So, you know, my my dad had those books, too. And I was like, oh, it's a book about cavemen. Maybe it's good. Maybe I'll read it. He's like, no, you wouldn't like it. It's it. No, you're not reading that. (laughs) And and then uh, eventually I saw the movie starring a young lady named, I believe, Daryl Hannah was in that. Mm -hmm. And, um... Yeah, that was a there's a, a couple of uh shall we call them love scenes where the first one was like some rear mounting in yeah. animal style. Yeah. Sure. And Don't so like, explain that to a seven year old ever. Like, <laughs> oh man, I should have read that book first. I had no idea she was reading that. What was in her medicine bag? Was it a bunch of peyote buttons and <laughs> mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> it was private. I was not allowed to look. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's kind of been a theme throughout her life. <laughs> do you uh, do you have any uh, any letters for in in the mail sack today? I do have a letter. So, um, dear, destroy the files. Oh, I like where this uh, is going. This is from Kyla Porter, and Kyla Potter. Excuse me. Um, Dear Destroy the Files, are you real? I think you are. How are you? I hope you're fine. 
you don't need to give me presents because my dad is going to give me presents. I don't think it's nice to call you big, jolly, fat, so, but you are jolly. Hmm. <laughs> Who's calling us big, jolly, fat, so, Kyla? I tell you what, I hope, I hope uh, Kyla's dad gives her up for adoption. Because right? what 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 awful things to say to us. I'm, you know, does there is there a return address? Because I'd like to send her something. Fuck. Hmm. Right. Kyla. She's on my list. We'll talk about that afterwards. All right. Yeah, I got one here. This is from Donald in D.C. Uh, it says, "Dear Space Force, I have a bad lawyer." He's very bad, and I don't really know him very well. He was in on a couple deals, but he did a very bad job for me. I'm very good at making the hugest deals. Why would I get involved with a bad person? My mind is a genius, like when Thomas Edison invented the wheel. That's the kind of thing that is good. I was looking up how to destroy files on the internet, which is very powerful, and I found your podcast. I may start a podcast. It will be the greatest podcast in the history. Do you know a lawyer that is not bad? So here's uh, here's not. a guy here's a guy who's just you know I guess we got a good name people are searching for it uh, finding us online um, people want to destroy their files and wondering how to do it and, you know I'm not I'm not gonna uh, give a lot of advice on on how to destroy files um, that's just some, a road every man's got to walk down for himself or woman uh, or you know uh, other and um, but uh, yeah, it's, I think I think it's just a good kind of testament that people are people are starting to find us. You know, it's, it makes me feel good. I, I don't know any lawyers either. I'm sorry, Donald in DC, um, but I I wish you all the luck. All right, so I have another one here, and this one is from Calvin. Dear, destroy the files. I have been a good boy this year, a very good boy. Last semester was great, and now I'm on vacation. Well, business is business, so let's get to it. This year, I want a laptop, as I've asked for, for every year for four or five years. But hey, 10 is a good laptop age. I would also like candy, of course, and a new Samsung charger, because my mom lost mine. But let's not go pointing fingers. Also, a two-liter root beer with a sticker that says, For Calvin Only. Thank you in advance. Calvin, P.S. You totally rock and are so awesome. Oh, Calvin, right? He's trying to butter us up for a fucking laptop. We'll tell you what. Fuck that laptop, Calvin. I'll, I'll shit in that root beer. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm out of line, Kate. But I think you but, are out of line. He did he not was, call us fat, so. Well, but I mean, he just says, "Hey, can you, can you? I'm ten. Can you solve all my problems? Give me a bunch of shit." I'm sorry to come down on you like this, Calvin. But I mean, that's that's just not not the position we're in. I mean, did you hear how much I got uh, for those sponsorships? I got five uh, five uh, five son of a bitch in dollars from from Dynamite Dave and his and his diesel nuts. <laughs> What are we talking about here? I think you're being attacked by a murderer. 
Maybe it's over. Okay. All good. right. So maybe Ratzilla is playing the piano. Son of Ratzilla, excuse me. Sorry, son of Ratzilla. Right, Ratzilla mean... just likes to be pet. So I've got one here from Gloria in Buford, Texas. It says, hello, you seem like such nice young people. At my age, it is refreshing to hear a couple smart kids like you having fun on the radio. When you get to be 97 like me, every day is a gift. In my life, I've seen the TV come to life, then to color, then to huge screens. I've seen outhouses replaced by indoor plumbing. I once had to eat my pet goat. I helped my mother hide the body of a carnival worker she lured to the river and drowned. I was just wondering, what do you think hell is like? That's a good question, Gloria. Thank you. Uh, I think I think it's hard to focus, you know? I think it's hard to see stuff good. Yeah. Like I, uh, having your head in a paint shaker, you know? Although everyone complains about the heat, I think it would be just fine. I, I'm, I'm much more adverse to cold. Hmm. Well, it's probably different for everybody. I think uh, whoever's poking you, it's hard to see who they are and stuff. But uh, I read um, a really good book by uh, it's 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 a novella called uh, "Short Time in Hell" by oh, I have to I have to circle back on that. But um, so yeah, it's it's about this library that uh, you got to go through and find. Uh, the book that has your life story in it, and you got to put it in this little, this little slot. I read that. That's so good. Yes. So good. Who is that author? It's. Uh, all right, I'm gonna type it in. Uh, short time in hell. Hi, short stay in hell. Excuse me, Stephen L. Peck. Stephen Peck, and then oh, here's a link where I can download it for free. I did a little virus. Uh, <laughs> Don't click that, no. Well, I could read a, a good book and not pay for it. I mean, what are we talking about here? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, that that hell was kind of like nice and sort of like relaxing. Get a get a few, um, you know, lifespans of the universe to yourself to kind of think about things before you you know you can pro- proceed into the into the, the real afterlife where you're going to be for forever and ever and ever. Wow, that's kind of the the opposite of that little frog robot who only gets seven days of life. Mm. Wow. We really have a theme going on for our, our, um, our episode this week. Eternity is kind of a disturbing, a disturbing concept when you really think about it. I could do without it. (laughs) Like as All an right, old I'll, person, I'll see what I can do. I'll stop, pull some strings. All right, would you? Because as an old person, I keep meeting the same people over and over and over. It's like, man, you can't. There's just not an endless supply of new and interesting people. Have you noticed? I mean, like, you're significantly younger than I am, but do you find yourself meeting the same people over and over? I don't meet anybody. I, I don't know. It's. Eh. Do you leave your house? <laughs> Not if I don't have to. This is where all the video games are. Right? Uh, 
no, I mean, usually I got snow to shovel, so yeah, it's it's hard to get out. But I go to I you know I go to jujitsu and uh, I got some friends down there, and I would I would think that they're all fairly different people, but um, you know I I coach my son's baseball team, and I'll say that there are some parents that definitely fall into like a like if they fit a mold of somebody that i've seen before so i guess i guess there's something to that i'm gonna have to think about that some more okay so in the meantime i have another letter oh great great dear destroy the files how are you i am good for christmas i would like legos a bb gun Peace for all the world and $25,000. Merry Christmas. Love, John. Wait a minute. Did you tell children you were Santa in disguise again? I seem to see kind of a pattern with these letters we've been getting lately. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, uh, is that something that I'm prone to do uh, occasionally to get letters and then send horrifying responses to children? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I probably have already said too much. Destroy the files. Although. For anyone who's interested, I would definitely recommend um, typing in a, a Google search, um, Letters to Satan. Oh, yeah. Because um, that's quite a lot of fun. Satan <laughs> responded to several children throughout the years. <laughs> I, and he was fucking funnier than I was, so I couldn't steal any of his answers. <laughs> So I, I have I have one um, one other letter here. This is from Eternally Grateful in Cozy Corner, Vermont. That's a nice name for a town, I think. Right. Uh, I'm going not... to be going to Vermont. I well, think. S- well, stop. Well, I, I, there's I don't have a name with this, but if you're if you're in uh, Cozy Corner, Vermont, um, you know. Say hi to Eternally Grateful, not that you'd be able to find her. I will. Or him, I don't know, I'm not sure. Um, so this one says, hi, destroy the files. And that's a nice nice way to start it off, I think. Very nice. I have tears in my eyes as I write this. Tears of joy. I wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart. With the growing stress of the world around us, my marriage has come under growing, growing pressure. And my wife and I have found ourselves volunteering more than ever to help our fellow man. She's been working. She's been working. Sorry, the, sorry. She's been wor- working at the battered women's sanctuary during the days and sewing quilts for the children's asylum in the evenings. I've been walking dogs at the shelter and organizing food drives for our local food pantry. We're involved in several other things too, and the divide just keeps growing between us. Well, last week we made time to sit down together with a glass of wine and listen to Destroy the Files. We shared a few chuckles, and our interest was piqued by a product you mentioned in your Sweet Baby Jesus What Is That Thing segment. We ordered our ovipositor the very next day, and the experience brought us together in a way we never knew was possible. 
We can't thank you enough for saving our marriage. We just wish we'd known about the miracle of ovipositors sooner. That touched me. That touched my heart. <sighs> and eternally grateful in Cozy Corner, Vermont, we are eternally grateful for you listening and, and, and sending us this message. I have no words. No words. Wow. I'm, I felt kind of speechless myself. So, um, with that, let's let's uh, let's shout out to uh, the other sponsor we have for this week. Uh, we'd like to welcome our new sponsor, Christine Napalm's Friday Night Bum Fights. Desperate souls equipped with electrified power fists, slugging it out for your entertainment. Tune in every Friday to see, Friday to see these battle-hardened, sandwich-hungry gladiators bash it up live from undisclosed locations. The fear, the fury. The foot smell. That's Christine Napalm's Friday Night Bum Fights. I that's that's a it's kind of kind of entertainment that I'd I'd be interested to check out. I have been to one of those. Tune in. I am uh, speechless. <laughs> Even know that. <laughs> Seriously, did she write you a letter or something? No, you, we were talking about it last week on the podcast. Were we? No. Uh, before or after or during, I think. <laughs> or did I dream it? Hi, Christine. Thanks for sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> what, did we, what did we learn today? We have learned that... Um, one virus or another is going to wipe out half of humanity, and that is a good thing, because there's too fucking many people around. I was hoping it was going to be robots. Oh, we've also learned that robots plan to go get to scale. Like, what the fuck does that mean? What scale? I find that very disturbing. I'll, I'll be quiet. Well, I mean, I, I, I think the scale is clear from what we talked about with the with the, the pornography thing. It's going to be pornography size scale is what, what they're trying to get to. So Does that mean one robot for every person on Earth? Is that the scale? Or is it like size scale? Size, yeah, like size. frog embryo robots the size of humans or the size of... Like what? What does scale mean? The only limit is your imagination. Oh, it's probably best not to rely on that. Things could go really wrong. Oh, Japan's making a fucking Gundam. What? They're making a giant robot that, that's going to walk around and I can only imagine what kind of weapons platform they're going to put on this thing. I don't think it's, I think it's just going to be a robot though. I don't think it's going to be a pilot inside that it's like doing their movements yet, but you know, goddamn well, that's where they're going. So we, we've, we've sunk bajillions of dollars into the F 35 that, that, that can't hit the broadside of a barn. If it was sitting fucking still, you, know, you have the F 35, Sitting in front of the barn on the ground, just pull the trigger and the fucking bullets are going to hit anything with it. It's like a fucking stormtrooper of, of fighter jets. Meanwhile, Japan is building a goddamn Gundam and we are losing the Gundam arms race. And how long are we going to let this go on? 
right? We're all afraid of China. And while we're not looking, Japan is like kicking our ass. I'll tell you who who, who uh, China should be afraid of. Is, is Japan. Because, you know, damn, like, like look at their history. <laughs> they have they used traditionally to be. been pals. Like they right now, are kind of small, though, the Japan. Yeah, until they get their fucking fleet of Gundams up in the air and go across that little whatever, the, the Bering Strait or whatever. I don't know. I don't know maps. Across the Gulf of Mexico into China and just fucking rain hellfire on uh, on their neighbors. Just say, hey, they taste the fury of the Gundams in the, in the coronavirus wars with the robots. I was thinking, like, anyone right now who gets the coronavirus gets to go in the hospital and just mm-hmm. hang out and, like, eat jello. Sure. I'm, I'm up for it. I bet if you had a Nintendo Switch in, right? in your bag when you went in there, they wouldn't take it away from you. I um, I would not mind having a little cold if I could, uh, like, hang out and play video games for, like, a week. That's why I used to want mono when I was a teenager, but then, then, uh, you know, I kind of got weighing it a little bit and like, yeah, it's just, I'm pretty lazy, but I'm not, I'm not uh, mono lazy. Thought about faking it at one point even, but then, then, and it's like everything is off the table. Like you can't, you can't go to the movies, and you can't take your, your, uh, your, your girlfriend out to the gravel pit and, and throw rocks at her. You can't use that. Stay in bed, even if you're faking it. When I think about my daily life, it's not that far from, like, staying in bed. Like, I sit in a chair most of the day. Is it's it only com- slightly different than lay- lying in bed. Although I do type really hard sometimes. Hmm. That's important. I'm glad you're doing that. Do you have a hot pad behind your back, an electric hot pad? I do not. Those are nice. It's going to change your life. Hey, hey, everybody listening, I'm not being paid to say this either, but hot pads, electric hot pads behind your back. You can flip it down and put it under your butt. You know, that's your thing. And the, yeah, the hot pad alliance, the electric hot pad alliance is not paying me to say that. Or are they? Welcome to new sponsor, the Electric Hot Pad Alliance. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm not going anywhere with that. Probably edit this out. Probably delete this whole fucking thing. Mm. We can do that whenever we want. I'm not positive I'm recording in the first place, so I think we're I think we're in good shape. So those first 15 episodes that um. We um we failed to record. Yeah, it's a shame that everyone missed out on that. I failed to record them. I fucking deleted them. I thought that was the point. <laughs> but they were pretty entertaining. Oh man, we got into some crazy stuff. Oh, uh, we were dying. So what's up next on uh, your to do list, Mister Kelly? Well, next on my to-do list, um, I thought of a story that I want to write today that is uh, kind of a 
uh, a brutal, bloody, profanity and alcohol-soaked parody of The Legend of Zelda. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'd publish that. Yeah. Of course, I think I'm pretty much um, committed to publish everything you ever think of, goddammit. Hmm. Interesting if true. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Could you write something that I would say no to? Um, well, I just I got a, a I just had a children's uh, story poem about a yeah. fairy named Mary. I that, did say no to that one. Yeah. So did the agent that I sent it to. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciated the fast response. So, um, I don't know what made me do it, but I clicked on a Facebook button that entered me into the sweepstakes to, um, for a, a writing retreat. Oh, fuck yeah. I won. Holy Christ. All right. Where's it at? I won. All right. So, um, I'm going to Vermont to this writing retreat. It's all paid for. It's so cool. And it's six days, and they're just going to, like, let me stay in their farmhouse in the middle of Vermont. It's awesome. And now i got to think of something to write. Who's going to be there? Just me. No. Some other writers. I think it's literary writers mainly. I I was looking into it. Scare the shit out of them. (laughs) I am. I'm going to behave myself. Maybe stay in my room. Just um, behave myself. Wow. It'll well, congratulations. Be Thank Vermont. you. It's fun. Co- you'll be right up by Cozy Corner. I've never heard of Rochester, Vermont before, but it looks awfully pretty on the Google Maps. They um, put the little guy on there and looked around. A mm. lot of trees and stuff. It looks nice. Any, uh, any murder shacks around there? Well, any shack is a murder shack. If you uh, if you try hard enough, you believe in yourself and, and apply yourself. Yeah. Right. All right. So how do we end this show? Oh, fuck if I know. What um, is our ending thing? Well, everybody, thanks for listening. This has been destroyed. Wait, what? Oh, keep going. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. This has been destroy the files with Kate and Brent. I'm Brent. I'm Kate. Go fuck yourselves, everybody. No, wait. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to back that up. Um, This has been Destroy the Files. I'm Brent. I'm Kate. And now we're going to go and fucking delete this thing. It's good. Erase it. <laughs>